0: Hello everyone, I'm Rick Cole from the 50 Years Ago in Hockey podcast, and this is a clip from Overtime, our bonus full-length podcast that goes out to our Patreon supporters a few times a month. To find out more, visit patreon.com hockey50years and enjoy this clip. So let's get, get to it all right now. As the month of September began, there had been several stories about the formation of a new major hockey league sort of being developed as a rival to the the old established National Hockey League. Now we know that it happened in football with the American Football League and in basketball with the American Basketball Association. And in both cases they resulted in mergers with the established leagues. That was probably the case here, but at this point in time, we really didn't know much about it. Most of the stories about the WHA at this point were rather nebulous in nature, and there wasn't a lot of real substance to the ideas that had been circulated at by this 1st of September. There was only one city that had come forward to say they were going to have a team in the new league, and that was Milwaukee, Wisconsin. The main concern for the NHL at this point, uh, whose leadership, by the way, seemed to be wholly aware, But unconcerned about the new league, their main concern was getting control of the new Nassau County Coliseum Arena for a prospective new NHL franchise. The NHL bigwigs figured that any new league would have to have a New York City presence, and if they were able to commit to a team in that Long Island rink, the new plans would be effectively scuttled. All this was going on behind the scenes in August, but in the early days of September, There was uh, simply no real new news being reported, at least in the major uh, U.S. and Canadian outlets that we were able to scour. You would come across an oblique, a minor reference, but there wasn't really a lot for us to learn. In fact, the main news item, and this was in Newsday that was reported, was that the Nassau building on Long Island had hired a manager very early in September. Here's the Newsday story. Take note, there's no mention of the rival league as of yet. With the dateline of Mineola, New York, the uh, paper writes that the manager of the Salt Lake City Salt Palace, that's where the Salt Lake City Golden Eagles play, was named to manage the Nassau Coliseum, which is scheduled to open In April of 1972, the Coliseum's new manager was Earl Duryea, only 33 years old, and he said he expected to assume the post on October 15th of this year. The county executive of Nassau County, Queso, who made the appointment said Duryea would be signed to a three-year $35,000 a year contract. This was a step in the right direction. Of course, the Salt Lake Salt Palace was a very successful uh, arena from what we understood out in Salt Lake City. Duryea seemed to be very, uh, I guess you could say, experienced uh, although he was only 33 years old, he had spent most of his working life in this sort of position. So this was probably a good one. And the fact that he was all already experienced with a uh, professional hockey league in North America probably would bode well for the NHL's plans. Uh, wouldn't be long before talks between the NHL and Mr. Durier and County Executive Queso would begin. I found it pretty interesting that long before the idea of the rival league was being widely reported and accepted the veteran sports writer and sports editor of the Windsor Star uh, had actually discussed the idea of a rival league back on August 7th and we want to give you a bit about what Jack Dolmage wrote in the Star that day. Under the heading, The Game is Monopoly, Jack writes, While ownership elements of the National Basketball Association and American Basketball Association are trying to find a way, especially in the U.S. Congress, to execute a merger, the Players' Associations of Basketball, Baseball, Hockey, and Football were actually trying to prevent it. The Game being played is Monopoly, which is simply the business of owning everything, so that price control becomes tyrannical and opposition simply does not exist. Baseball, hockey, and football are working examples of price tyranny and it is interesting, if not educational, to observe how they protect and perpetuate themselves against free agency. Expansion has been the major weapon that is as much as rapid expansion and established owners feel is necessary to hold off competitive challenges. Jack Wright said a lot of people were pretty surprised when the NHL, instead of swelling gradually into, say, Los Angeles and San Francisco, which had been talked about for many years, we all know that, abruptly doubled the size of his membership in 1967. Yet the move was actually very logical. The NHL had waited until it was almost too late to head off the Outriders. The other major sports had long been on the move. The lateness of the hour meant hockey had to expand basically recklessly. If the NHL had waited much longer, some of their present partners would have gone into orbit by themselves, and that would have led to costly wars and mergers." current estimations from the hierarchy of the NHL suggests that no further expansion will occur until 1974 at the earliest. couple points here about what Jack is writing. There was a move afoot during the early to mid-1960s by the Western Hockey League to declare itself a major league and then to raid players from the NHL and at that time one of the names most prominently mentioned was Bobby Hull who would have been signed by the then Los Angeles Blades. The NHL's expansion in 67 and their announcements prior to that effectively headed off That move. And then now they're saying they're not uh, expanding till 74. And remember, Jack is writing this before the WHA really starts to get traction. In fact, Jack acknowledges that when he says, all this could change at actually any moment. It depends on the strength of the outer boundaries. Competitive ownership can mushroom overnight in these times. And any group of competitive ownership is a threat to existing monopoly, even if it's a mere paper league with dubious collateral. The American Football League was initially nothing more than a paper league with dubious collateral. Within a decade... They had enough armament to conduct an open contract war forcing the established National Football League to absorb them in order to preserve, what else, the monopoly. So Dalmage tells us that football and basketball leagues are fairly easy to construct because there is any amount of playing facilities available for rent from politically controlled sources. Hockey and baseball, however, are a bit tougher. There are still only a handful of major league hockey arenas, whether privately or publicly owned. Comparatively speaking, baseball stadia of major league rank fall into the same category. Baseball and hockey, baseball notably, requires strong entrenchment in their parks and buildings. Recently, a group of American millionaires announced they'd be forming this uh, sort of major hockey league involving considerable virgin U.S. metropolitan territory. Maybe it was a flash in the pan. NHL expansion has encountered enough weaknesses. Mostly, of course, in California, to recommend caution in warm weather areas. But you never know. The struggle to establish expanding hockey is still... In its infancy in the United States, there is still the possibility that professional major league hockey will become much more broadly fashionable. Any flash in the pan nowadays does beg a second look. The Continental Baseball League, if you remember, never got off the ground, but they threw a tremendous scare into the American National Leagues of Major League Baseball, and they provoked the majors hurried expansions. What we did know at this time is that hockey and basketball were not as stable as as they'd like to be. Their expansion policies were very indeterminate. they kind of going by the seat of their pants. They're also scrapping between themselves over television primacy, a battle which is probably going to go on for a good many years. Football enjoys the richest of all television dowries, but baseball is doing very well at this time in 1971. We're very, very far ahead of hockey and basketball jack says that the present partition between the two major basketball leagues can hardly go on for any great length of time no matter how delighted the players association is and a merger between the aba and the nba is inevitable and cannot be far off and that would probably be the goal of a rival hockey league and we're going to find out who's running this rival hockey league and the names will be very familiar won't they